special show where I, Cassidy Easton, and my lovely co-host, Mateo, Hello. Uh, watch the same movie over and over and over again, that movie being Vampire's Kiss, starring Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. 1998, I believe, not 98, 88, 80. sorry, eight. we came out in 98. That's true, very big um, that year. Very big drop. Lots yeah, of cool big, things. big things. Big things. Big things from '98. Big things, little things, medium things. <laughs> I'm little to medium. Cassidy's big, I'd say. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate the sentiment. Um, do you share a birthday with any celebrities? Any celebrities? Well, if you consider Annika a celebrity, I would say so. Yeah. And I do. Yes, they were on Gossip Girl so that's right yeah yeah which you know you can't say about many people so if that quantifies as celebrity i or qualifies i think it should yeah i mean you know what enough said i was gonna say that apparently brian cranston shares my birthday but oh really yeah can't compare yeah i mean he was in breaking bad but it's not really gossip girl now is it (laughs) sorry brian malcolm in the middle though arguably better <laughs> i never I never watched either. Well, i mean i watched a little bit of breaking bad but I, sh- I guess i should give malcolm a shot um uh, it's been a while but i from the decent amount i saw as a child i would say it was pretty solid i've seen like curated clips and yeah. those clips are pretty fun mm-hmm. the one where um, uh they're telling malcolm to get a job is pretty great <laughs> I know the one where both Malcolm and his brother, question mark? Older or younger? Uh, uh, I think maybe younger. I don't know. Uh, they uh, they both like suspect the other one of being gay, mm. and they're both trying to be very supportive about it without like calling the other one gay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that, I think that that was a pretty funny clip. Mm-hmm. How progressive. Um, anyway, we're not <laughs> we're not here to talk about Malcolm in the Middle, though. Mm-hmm. We're here about to talk about Vampire's Kiss, and continuing our little streak of double features watched in tandem. Uh, talk about the movie after hours yes which i believe you were the one to suggest we watch that in tandem with uh with the old vk Mm -hmm. i was and uh for listeners at home if you were to search up after hours you know on anything Mm. um put movie at the end of it because i tried looking up after hours on my tv and it was trying to show me pornography and my mother was (laughs) so 
that's not what I wanted. Uh, at least not yeah. not not before we've fulfilled our obligations. Anyway, no, no, we, um, we take this very seriously. We like retain weeks before every episode. Yes, and we do it every week, so we just never release. <laughs> Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, this was a fucking, I like, here's, I didn't know anything about this movie. Me neither. Um, I, and when I saw that Martin Scorsese's name was on it, I was like, whoa, I didn't know Martin Scorsese made a vampire movie. <laughs> and then while I was watching it, it dawned on me, this is not a vampire movie. No. I tricked um, you, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it is in many ways incredibly similar to vampire's kiss oh absolutely i mean first and foremost aesthetically even yeah aesthetically i mean first and foremost like the reason i picked it is because this is joseph minion the writer of vampire's kiss's <gasps> first movie really yeah, which, you know what that makes sense yeah yeah so i just figured that it would be like good backstory into like you know mm-hmm. the mind of this man and you know props to him like first like big screenplay gets picked up by martin scorsese straight out of film yeah. school like wow and then he followed up with vampire's kiss and it's like wow extra wow <laughs> extra wow yeah he's a you know what that makes a lot of sense i i think now that you say that you you had said that in the past and i forgot it because my brain has holes in it yeah same but you know you plug up those holes with movies such as yes for hours <laughs> um and boy what a movie it was i you know you saying that i i can definitely see joseph's minions little fingers all over this movie mm-hmm. it's thematically similar and definitely aesthetically similar uh the the movie is very new york which i yes. like um the best way to sum it up is a guy uh, acts on his uh, horny thoughts and has the worst night of his life. Yep, he has a truly, truly terrible time all in one night. It is frankly fucking great. I thought, it's so awesome. Yeah, I thought this movie was fantastic. <laughs> also, I think it's like. A nice change of pace for like what you'd expect from Martin Scorsese movie, you know, famously yeah. like his best work, you know, surrounds very tortured male characters, mm-hmm. like exploring hubris or just like kind of dark stuff. And the main yeah. character in this Paul, over the course just, of their life, yeah, the main character Paul, he's just like a guy. He's he just, just a guy. He just he's made like... like one bad decision that just spirals into like just like a million terrible happenstances. It's just it's terrible what he goes. Well, and through. it's just it's just bad luck that that's fucking this guy over too. It's not like he purposeful like, like some of the decisions he makes are like yes that is rude or that's shitty and you right. shouldn't have done it. Yeah. But like there are things you could solve with apology if. Yeah bad luck hadn't come and like slapped him in the face several times already right and they're pretty like, simple mistakes too but they just so keep spiraling simple. and spiraling and like cycling back and yeah on to like, each other it's so good um the way the elevation is i think it really shows you that like people are like oh like the fucking vampires piss people like or vampires kiss mm-hmm. people my mistake yeah <laughs> projecting a little bit um 
Freudian slip, I mean. Uh, yeah. But the vampires kids be there know what they're doing. But like you watch this and like Joseph Minion is evidently like a very good writer. Like he wrote very. a very tight screenplay in this. It's like extremely well paced like everything like is like set up and paid off in like ways like you don't think they will be but like everything yeah like, comes back to itself and it's great well and it's one of those like great like like one of the best ways to tell a good story or at least like a compelling story is to have your main character have a very simple and clear want mm-hmm. and this guy just wants to go home at a, after a certain point his like his initial desire is like well there's this cute girl i met at a cafe and she gave me her number i'll call her up maybe we'll have a good time maybe we'll have sex and then as the night goes on he's like wow okay too much baggage here this is too weird i just want to go home and then the the just the whole night is preventing him from going home and it's like incredible um, I would you say this guy has a worse night than Peter Lowe? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I would. And Peter Lowe's ends in death, so that's saying something. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is that Peter's night, he like kind of accomplishes everything he wants. You know, he wants to <laughs> feast and die yeah. and it happens yeah. and you know mm-hmm. event spoiler alert for after hours he does eventually actually no he doesn't really get home he, he does not get home <laughs> he gets dropped off at work yeah 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 which is close to home i guess it is i mean like he's closer than he was before we we can assume i don't know <laughs> we, we're not really told like how close his work is to his home but yeah he just has a I terrible mean... time in soho don't go to soho <sighs> it's full with mentally unstable artists you know and yeah white gays who are gender i i liked that this movie was subtly sort of being like hey also all of these white people are coming into soho and like gentrifying the fuck out of this place and they're arguably worse than any of the other crazy people around here Hmm. because they were like chasing him around and like forming a neighborhood watch in the middle of new york city yeah i I didn't get that it was, like, really a comment on gentrification as much as adding gay vigilantes to it, which, you know, I I don't think I'm conceptually or morally against that, necessarily. They just got the wrong guy. I think, well, I think it was more, I think maybe I'm just projecting on it, but it was, like, the fact that they were all, like, white, sort of, like, Mm well-to-do people. Right. They were all, like taking the law into their own hands it just kind of gave the energy of like uh what is that fucking social media website for people to like watch their neighborhoods and report shit uh citizen app yeah some whatever that it just gave that kind of energy where it's like these people are in the middle of new york city and they have a neighborhood watch basically yeah and i'm like come on people like I don't know. It just, it felt like it was sort of giving a little comment on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd have to watch the um, movie again to like fully get that, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Without, without vampires kiss in your periphery, just distracting you. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. It was a pretty vampire light watch. I, I, we were talking <laughs> about this. I got kind of sucked into yeah. the movie. Well, know. that's, 
Yeah, it, we definitely have some atoning to do for this. Yeah. I, I mean, I was got... I was looking like occasionally to see if it's synced up, but to be honest, the Same. only thing that I noticed was uh, when they were smoking the joint that probably didn't have weed in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Jackie was smoking in the club, like waiting for Peter, who does not show up. Yes, that was basically um, it. I the there was one instance i noticed where uh the they synced up a little bit they kind of they they synced up in interesting ways where like one thing would happen right after the other right mm. like one of them was like when peter was leaving the diner um paul was entering a diner mm, yeah he was like entering that diner with um uh marcy and like you know their cups of coffee are on the house and like you know he gets a thumbs up from that that guy from chopping mall is he in shopping mall? Um, yeah, he's the guy who he's the guy from the Dead Meat intro who is like, if I ever find the little bastards that did this, the they Dead Meat. Me. Oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah, that's wow. that's from Chopping Mall. He's that's like great. mopping up a bunch of puke and then he gets you know zapped by a robot. I I should really see that then. Oh, Chopping Mall is awesome. <laughs> Highly recommend. Okay. Um, yeah, the only like funny little cameo I noticed bef- besides Martin Scorsese just holding a light was his mom in the opening diner the first diner scene she's just kind of chilling oh yeah i didn't notice that i also noticed the other diner he goes to the one um the one where he like you know is like goes to use the bathroom and he's like i'll order a cheeseburger and Mm -hmm. some coffee yeah and then leaves yes that looks like the diner that peter lowe goes oh, to vampire's be. kiss i don't know there's several diners so i'm like there's a lot of this diners could... in new york too there are and there's a lot of streets that look the same so yeah. like there was some like i thought like maybe it's just the angle or something sure. but like a lot of those streets when you walk down them look like the same streets that peter lowe walks down while he's like lurking around as a vampire mm-hmm. um well they're obviously in the same universe they have to be I choose to believe this happens in the same night. All movies that take place in New York exist within the same universe. Yeah, and in, and all movies that take place in the Vampire's Kiss universe all happen in the same night. Mm. I like to think that um, American Psycho is happening at the same time as Vampire's Kiss, and I like to think that this night is happening on the last night of both of those guys' movies, right. which means that this crazy shit's happening on you know whenever that is yeah um oh but i the biggest moment of synchronicity i noticed was um when peter lowe is shoot uh, like putting the gun in his mouth to like shoot himself mm-hmm. that's when uh paul is taken into club berlin mm-hmm. um to try and like i guess talk to kiki i don't know why he wanted to go in there the first time or the second time the first time when they like shave a little bit of his hair off right i think also love that sequence because they play uh a song from one of my favorite bands bad brains fucking best hardcore (laughs) group ever and it's funny because he has to pay to come in and the song is pay to come so (laughs) pretty great thing but i think he was just trying to like kiki know like hey uh your friend died uh, oh, yeah. I see. Thought you should know. Yeah, 
well the the first time that he went like those two scenes line up where like peter lowe is like about to try and shoot himself and then paul is like in this like punk club scene just like getting the shit beat out of him and it just kind of felt like it synced up perfectly because it was like well right now paul is living peter's dream i feel because you you've always made him out to be like this goth punk like vampire guy right who used to be in the club scene i think he's he's much more goth than punk although they are connected oh fair um i don't know it just felt like paul was living peter's sort of fantasy Mm -hmm. and paul wanted nothing to do with it yeah yeah well it's funny like uh and there is mention, you know, like in terms of like other connections in the first scene, like the guy that Paul's teaching how to use an old, old ass computer, he's like, oh, I want to mm. get into publishing or whatever. So publishing yeah. is really on the mind of Joseph Minion. I think he was thinking maybe I should have gone into publishing. I don't know. Maybe. I also did note that I was like, ooh, we got publishing already in like an office monotony sort of environment. Yeah. Um. I couldn't really yeah, this... tell exactly like what kind of office they worked in though. I don't know. They, he said he was a word processor, which I think is maybe an outdated job because mm-hmm. now we have, you know, computers that do that. Right. I guess like data but... entry would be the kind of yeah yeah maybe i i'm not really sure i'm not really sure what a word processor did but he did say that he was one like several times yeah um okay yeah there's uh, also a lot of classical music you know yes i i kind of made a note early on saying like the music on this one also sort of fits with vampire's kiss a little bit a little bit I think one of these times when we're watching the movie, we should just like watch the movie, but try and rescore it with a score of our choosing. Mm-hmm. So if we can find like a score and just like play it right underneath Vampire's Kiss, I think that would be a, a fun little project. I think that'd be pretty fun, pretty silly. Uh, I guess we just had to find to see if like the scores are like posted individually on YouTube or whatever i mean i think i think that uh i mean the twilight score is on like spotify in it i think so i mean i think a, a ton of like popular movie scores are there lord of the rings scores yeah are there. i think i think we could probably find something it, that'll that'll be like a couple episodes down the line we'll we'll figure that one out right berserk 97's Um, score recently got added and that was pretty cool the what the berserk 90s anime score was added that is cool yeah so if you want to add like guts theme to like your shower (laughs) playlists or whatever like go do that (laughs) big recommend yeah you'll really feel like guts in the moment yeah you will it's like wow it's like him in a waterfall but it's me with the shower head instead which is basically (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so offices taxis new york loneliness Mm -hmm. although is this guy lonely uh i think it's implied in the beginning that he's lonely like in the office he's like looking around and he's kind of like peeping at other people's 
cubicles and whatnot, and they seem to be filled with personal stuff that his mm. doesn't. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like everyone wants to have sex with this guy in this movie. And most yeah. of his problems stem from not having sex with people. Right. I guess he... And I guess that relates to once bitten, you know? Like, the moral of the story is <laughs> you just gotta put out. I mean, his biggest problem was that he was grossed out by burn scar- like by mm-hmm. burn scars or whatever, and yeah, I don't know. I think he should should just gone for it. You know, be a little less judgmental. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh, when I was let, looking we're, through, we're just pressuring this man into sex this is terrible. <laughs> uh yeah when i was looking through the letterbox reviews on uh this movie i did see a lot of them just saying like man i don't know if it was me i would have just had sex with this girl and then walked home like a gentleman mm-hmm. i mean she was she was being a, a lot she was over i mean uh it was yes. it was a tense situation it it did seem like there was way too much baggage going on there i feel like i would have also probably been like you know what I don't feel comfortable in this situation. I'm going to bounce. I think what I would have done has been, I would have been less rude to her. That's true. When I wouldn't have rejecting looked through her. her stuff also. That too. That was a bit of a step too far. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't have like a phobia of people with burns too. So like, yeah, you know, either. I don't know what I would have assumed. A real gentleman <laughs> would have offered to put the cream on if that would make her comfortable. I think. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it didn't it end up being for like tattoos or something? Like she got new tattoos, and that's why she had that. Oh lotion. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she just has a maybe she's like a medical student or something, and that's why she had the book on like burning heels and stuff. Pr- yeah, probably. Regardless, you know, um, the I think the main takeaway a lot of people like are being like, oh, on Letterbox also said like, oh, this movie's about a a guy being so like being foiled by how horny he is. And like, I guess he was foiled initially, but he does not, he's not very horny in the movie at no, all. He's not. He like rejects like most of the women up until like maybe a little bit with the last lady. But I think it's more just like, he just wants comfort at the end of his he, terrible. Yeah. Terrible he just wants to go to sleep. Yeah. He has um, like one like nice little moment with her for, for a while before the mm-hmm. angry mob comes for him again. Yep, yep. I, yeah, I think the one person he genuinely wants to have sex with but then doesn't is uh, Kiki, her roommate. Mm, yeah. Because they're like massage. flirting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's giving her a massage and then she falls asleep and he's like, well, okay. I, that, that, that moment is passed. And then, you know, Marcy comes home and he's like, well, I came to see her. Yep. And things go wrong, very wrong from there. Yeah, it wasn't a great vibe. No. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just kind of interesting how Peter... Lo- this guy all has, like... he's. It's so kind of fascinating how he's, like, almost a polar opposite of Peter Lowe. Yeah. And he, like, has so much of what Peter Lowe doesn't have, but he doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. Like Peter Lowe, I think has sex more times in in Vampire's Kiss than uh, Paul. Paul does. Right. Yet, I don't know. Like, 
it's just it's just funny it's just like they're opposite sides of the spectrum kind of mm, yeah. in a different spectrum of luck <laughs> yes Sorry, I think I need to... I'm having a little trouble remembering the movie, even though I just watched it and I enjoyed it. No, that's okay. Uh, let me let me take a peek at my notes here. Yeah, I took some notes. Uh, one thing <laughs> I noted that I thought was funny was uh, the waitress, who's also an artist, a draftsman, uh, Julie, mm-hmm. when he starts yeah. crying about Marcy dying, she flips the record to have like a more fitting song to him bearing his soul and i just thought that was very funny yeah she was a funny character she um was. and yeah. she drove a mr softy truck that's another connection ice cream trucks but it makes sense Ooh. with her oh to once bitten to right once bitten, once wait no that wasn't that wasn't uh the waitress that was gail it was a different lady also blonde oh yes yeah my fault I, I all the women are blonde julie julie is the one with the beehive haircut who's like a draftsman yes who was like right. annoying and he didn't want to have sex with her mm-hmm, yeah but and she, gail was also annoying and yeah. he didn't want to have sex with her either right gail was um saying the wrong numbers as he was trying to dial which is yep yeah very rude <laughs> and annoying <laughs> I was kind of fascinated by her. I was like, who are you? Why are you, like, inviting strangers into your home and then fucking pranking them while they're trying to make a call? Yeah. I feel like the the supporting cast in Vampire's Kiss, it's, like, it's mostly, like, strange townies and stuff versus the mm-hmm. ones here. It's people who seem normal and then reveal that they're, like, complete lunatics yeah. for no reason. Yep, yep. Except for Greg. He seemed pretty normal as well. He did. He was also having a bad night yeah did you think he was gay greg i thought he was but he kept calling marcy his girlfriend and i couldn't tell if that was like him just calling her like his mm. girlfriend is in like his friend who's a girl or if he was just a straight guy who worked at a gay bar right and um you know was greg the one who called and paul answered the phone in the beginning i think he was that's what i thought and she I calls thought... him the f slur and talks about yes. his boyfriend but like when paul discusses it he mentions like i wasn't gonna tell him that it was her you know like because it's yeah. his girlfriend or whatever mm-hmm. or she's his girlfriend and i don't know i i don't think he is I that, that that was confusing to me because I couldn't tell if this guy was Greg or if he was like someone else because he I don't think he ever gets his name when he's at the bar. Mm. That's kind of the connection I thought I made was I was just this is her like, you know, gay friend that she didn't want to go on the phone with. And that's like a connection there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This movie is bananas. Um, let me see if I can find any more uh, mentions of Vampire's Kiss or any similarities. They both have the train. They do. They do. They which do. Is, you know, it's very striking. I know the connection. Very important. <laughs> yeah. Paul's not able to get on it, though, unfortunately. No, he's not. He he jumps the turnstiles immediately caught. That guy was being a total dick, though. 
I know, and like honestly, that what's more more New York than that, right? That's true. His reason was so funny. It's like, what if I get like he's like, who's gonna know? It's like, what if I get drunk in a party and I tell someone? <laughs> that goes. Yeah, that was like, wow, dude, you are reaching for excuses. Um, and then there was a cop right there, so you know, yeah, you know, they 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 do that now. They did that back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. You know, um, wait, wait till Paul learns what fucking subway fares are now. He'll lose his mind. Oh yeah, what are they now? By the way, it's like it's what? Is it four dollars now? Hmm? Oh, two seventy four dollars. Oh, I don't know. I think I feel like I remember them being like three dollars when I used to live in New York. Um, it, it's been two seventy five for a while. It might have been two fifty, like maybe at the beginning of mm. college, but I could be wrong. Well, in that case, it's very surprising that it's held that for that long. Because I feel like with everything, I you would expect fares to be like four dollars. Yeah, it really makes you want to jump turnstiles. But like, there's literally cops at every station now, which is annoying and mm-hmm. yep. doesn't really help much. Uh, yeah, we can't get into that. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um... Wow, I had something. I forgot what it was. I just... I kept writing that Paul is much cooler than Peter Lowe. He is. He's... He does so much more cool stuff. He is, and he's a good guy. You know, like, he, like... He, like, fucks up by accident, but, like, he tries to right Mm -hmm. his wrongs and tries to be helpful. Like, he didn't have to bring that statue back or whatever to Kiki's apartment. Yeah he apologizes for so much he smokes weed which is cool yeah yeah. um he trashes the weed like too aggressively though yeah he has like way better game than peter lowe too Mm. like when he's flirting with uh kiki i'm like damn dude get it you're you're actually kind of nailing this oh yeah totally he like did a great job when she fell asleep in his arms well, yeah, and then she, I mean, listen, she was tired, and he was apparently very good at massage, so, mm-hmm. you know. Right. That's that's how, it, you know, that's how it is. Yeah. Um, I noted there was also an inexplicable dancing in this movie. There that was. was. similarity. It, it was set up in the beginning with that, I think, like, the closest to vampire's kiss energy was the beginning with like there's this waiter and he's just like kind of practicing dancing or whatever yeah and, he asked, yeah. and paul asks him for a pen and he twirls around before giving the pen <laughs> I, that just like made me think of the mimes you know our good old mime yeah it, it did make me think of the mimes the mimes this this movie honestly mimes would not have been out of place in this movie no not at all i think the mimes um. <laughs> would have spat at paul instead oh yeah they would have slapped him yeah there would have been some they would have been joining the angry mob yeah right Mm -hmm. um they would have caught him with an invisible rope etc etc yeah Ooh, uh here's a note i uh i wrote honestly i choose to believe peter and paul work in the same building Mm, yeah i I can see that i would assume that he'd be like in the lower ranks but yeah i could see it Oh yeah, I think Peter's floor is like much lower mm-hmm. than uh, Paul's. I feel really? like Paul's. You don't, you don't think so? I don't know. I guess like I would assume that 
what what was his thing again? Transcripts. He was a he was like a word processor or yeah, something. I would like, assume like publishing would be higher than word processing, but I could be wrong. Oh, I guess I just it, Peter's like agency seems so small that mm. I feel like they would have been relegated to like one one little part of the building, and then what whoever whoever Paul works for is like you know much bigger than peter's publishing agency mm-hmm. perhaps if they are in the I same think... building though then you know paul's co-worker who wants to be in publishing he's like not doing so bad you know he could work his way yeah. up or down the building who knows it's probably why he chose to work there in the first place he learned that fucking whatever peter's company was called was there and he was like all right i gotta get in there mm-hmm. but patrick bateman's at the top there's a lot of p's in the people here there are peter paul patrick mm-hmm. yeah patrick's Parton? absolutely who Parton? Parton from the movie martin yeah mm-hmm. uh what the fuck was jim carrey's character's name park, park. yeah park <laughs> mark was his name mark kendall or something i'm amazed that you remembered but yeah exactly that it, oh is it really i listen i'm just taking shots in the dark because we watched that movie a week ago and i i don't i don't remember it very much at all I remember that shit you said about uh, blood being sucked out of a boner, which was yeah, pretty yeah. great. Yeah, I've been telling a lot of people about that. It's, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, like, vampire movies, I'm trying to see, like, what's your contribution? Like, what do you want to add to the lore? Like, I'm fine if you don't mm-hmm. want to add a lot, but if you mm-hmm. do, like, I'm going to note it. And that was that thing's thing. That was notable. Yeah. For it's, sure. It's not about the neck. It's about the thigh. It's about the, because you got to be in proximity. And I mean, to be fair, the biggest artery is in the thigh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Perhaps that movie was better written than these two, you know, after hours and vampires. Because <laughs> one could argue, <laughs> on a yeah. purely like biological kind of standpoint, on like a medical yeah. standpoint, and a very a purely vampirical standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although I will say, when he when Paul first goes into the into Kiki and Marcy's apartment, or I guess it's just Kiki's apartment. Yeah. Uh, when he first goes there, uh, I did write down that like these women are giving vampire vibes. They are acting like vampires right now because he seemed nervous, and they both seemed like, you know, eager for him. Yeah, definitely. But it's just Kiki's, you know, like Soho artiste sculptor, mm-hmm. creative like vibrato or not vibrato. I don't. I I'm fumbling my words all that. I'm tired. That's okay. What uh, we're, we're we're both operating with empty gas tanks right now. We're 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 just doing our damnedest. Yeah. You it's, think it's, after it's, doing podcasts we'd be better at talking? Well, I think you're pretty good at talking. Uh that's very kind of you. I think you're also very good at podcast. Thank you. I, you know we we've been doing this for a while. We've been doing this for like what two three years it's been three years holy shit yeah that's pretty I think crazy we, yeah yeah because i think vamp or game rail started in like 2020 it did it'll be three yeah. years in like when did we start like may june ish yeah something something like that i don't know i'm sure this is information i can find somewhere on podbean yeah um but yeah you know we're 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 fucking holding down the damn fort we're this 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 experiment's gonna have its highs and lows and mm-hmm. you know they can't all be highs no they can't although 
Um, I also had an idea, and tell stop me if you think this is foolish, but I think for we got to do the morb swap again. Okay. Because we've both only seen one half of it. Right. I felt and... like I got my fill. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, well, but the Oscars mm. have been announced. Right. And I still got to see Tar. Mm, really? Do you? No, not really. Damn, I saw it. It wasn't very good. Damn, friend of the show, Valentina recommended it. Uh, I see. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's got different takeaways from Tar. I thought Tar was not very good or interesting. I thought the ending was my favorite part mm. because it, one, it was over, and two, it was insane. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I got pranked into watching it. Huh? Did she fall out of a truck after being encased in paper mache? Uh, yeah. Crazily enough, I was Jesus. I was like, wow, the ending of After Hours is ripping off Tar, which is insane because they went into the future to do it. Right. It's clearly um, like an American Psycho vampires kiss type scenario. It's absolutely. I I, ever since we, ever since we noticed that trend, I think you know we. I my understanding of linear time in movies has just been completely changed forever. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I got tricked into watching Tar. Did I ever tell you about this? No, you did not. How did you get tricked into watching Tar? So, friend of the show, Stina, watched Tar before anyone else in our friend group. And she, you know, gave it four stars on Letterboxd, was like, wow, this movie's in absolutely insane, blowing my mind, you know, whatever. She gave it high praise. And she texted the group chat and told and specifically called out me, friend of the show Jordan, and friend of the show Tom, um, and told all three of us, like, you three in particular need to watch this movie. And we were like, what do you mean by that? Why us in particular? Why not any of the other people in our group chat? And... um, uh so you know she was like raving about it and then we watched it and the whole time we were watching it we were like okay surely this is gonna get better surely something insane is gonna happen and we'll see why stina likes this movie so much and we got to the end of the movie and we did find out why specifically us i'm not gonna tell you because that's a spoiler and if you are going to watch it i want you not to know that okay um but uh, we watched it and we were like, we texted our friend Stina after it was like, so, hey, why did you like that movie? Because we don't think it's very good and we can't imagine you did either. And she was like, oh, yeah, I didn't like the movie. And we were like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and we were like, you gave it four stars. We're like, yeah, that was a trick. I was tricking you guys. Wow. You got gaslit. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I mean, listen, I it made me kind of enjoy the movie more because it's the first genuine prank I've been a part of mm. in, I think, my entire life. Um, Which, you know, every time I say this to someone, I feel like I'm just inviting more pranks into my life. But I think everyone uh, listening should prank Cassidy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're listening right now, uh, like and prank us on Twitter. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, that was uh, I was tricked into watching Tar right. by by a friend. Me on the other hand, I'm unprankable. Like I'll never answer what up dog <laughs> is. I've learned my mistake. I mean, I've never. I mean, I've never been pranked. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you've uh, 
you've never had people write pen 15 on your arm uh you've never uh spelled i cup mm-hmm. yeah 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 i'm i'm familiar with that <laughs> i've never answered do you like dragons yep yep mm-hmm. uh, classic yeah. uh that one i don't can't... like if you don't know it's a it's like dragging these nuts like on your chin or something like that which it's i dumb. think it's it's just dumb it's a reach too i think there's better these nuts jokes out there yeah um send us your favorites yeah send us your favorite these nuts jokes <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> put it in the form oh, of man. a question though it has to be <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be in the form. It's got to be in a limerick. Mm, yeah. Preferably Ugh, a haiku if you can. <laughs> uh, dude, we are. I, I feel like I've reached the end of my rope. I don't even know what else to say anymore about these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to talk about a piece of graffiti in the movie. Oh, absolutely. Go, yes. go for it. When Paul is. I believe taking or leaving a piss he looks mm-hmm. over and there is a little like crude yes. drawing of a shark <laughs> biting a man's dick i did really like that yeah i did really like that drawing mm-hmm. it was it was fantastic and you know i said that it wasn't about man's hubris but that was the catalyst for this i guess so you know <laughs> there you go it it is really just it's funny, and I can't tell what if the movie is trying to say anything with this, mm-hmm. that the fact that this guy just wanted to go out and hook up with someone that he just met that day, and then just is grant, met with the worst night of his life. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this is supposed to be like a pro-sex message or a anti-sex message. It does. It seems neutral to me. I, cause... I Oh, yeah, totally. I don't think there's like... I'll hold my tongue. I don't know if there's like a deeper philosophical meaning as much as I just feel like this is just an exercise and just pranking a man who just doesn't deserve it <laughs> and seeing yeah. how far you could like string him on for a night. Yeah. First with sex and then with just the idea of going home and going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, it is. It's because it's also like it's, there's like at one point he's like uh he's just going to go he's like all right i'm gonna go have sex with that like beehive hairdo woman Mm -hmm. julie uh because he's afraid if he rejects another person they're gonna kill themselves (laughs) yeah so he's like i'm gonna go do this um do you guys have any like aphrodisiacs behind the bar and he's like what just they're like just blow her off what's she gonna do kill herself and he's like "Mm, (laughs) uh, maybe yeah but then he gets the call yep that's when the call that's that actually happens comes in Mm -hmm. so and he's he's looking fucking nervous as shit the whole time this guy they also did a good job of making him look super haggard like he he goes from like very like kind of normal sort of like you know guy to like at the end he looks like uh he looks like he's been through it it's kind of incredible well he was like he was reined in he like bled a little bit he's rolling around in the dirt and then he gets like covered in clay it's Mm -hmm. you guys have to watch it i i think it's a fantastic movie also i don't know if i've ever seen 
actually no, I have seen like one other Scorsese comedy, gang comedy, but this one, I don't know if it's funnier than Vampire's Kiss, but it's funny. It's funny in like a more conventional way for sure. Yes, I would say so. I would say it's more compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with Vampire's Kiss, you never know what's going to happen unless you're like us and you have seen it so many times. Yeah. But I feel like in this movie, you don't know how things are going to click together until right before they do. I feel like every time another connection was made in this guy's horrible night, I like saw it happen. I like, I like saw it right before it was revealed to us. Like, I was like, I don't know. It was just so perfectly sort of latticed together. I'm just like, this this movie is, it really strings you along. Yeah. It's also much faster paced than Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's so Kiss much is a slow burn for sure. But like this, yeah. it's constantly things are happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said this was his first movie? This was, yeah. This was the first movie that he wrote a screenplay for and it mm-hmm. was actually made i'm sure he wrote screenplays before this in yeah. college but i wonder if this is what got him the good faith for his ex-girlfriend that he wrote the script about to produce the movie anyway i think that could be it also i'm looking through clips and i think one of the diners is definitely the exact same diner it's gotta be right yeah yeah grease hole you know the grease hole yeah yeah i uh i i tried to make as many observations as i could but like mateo said the movie just kind of was a black hole that just sucked me in so really i was just seeing vampires kiss on like my periphery and kind of hearing it yeah um more running around too Yes, he fuck well because no one else is giving him a ride. He doesn't have any money for taxis. He loses that immediately. Mm-hmm. For someone um, with the desk job, he's in like pretty good shape to be running as much as he does because he's like outrunning this mob and this Mister Softy truck like nobody's business. Yeah, yeah. Guy looks after himself. What I can, what can I say? Yeah. Um, any last thoughts about uh after hours and vampires kiss or before we uh get into our recommends hmm. let me see i think i've read all my notes yeah i think i think i went over mine too uh i put down a quote where he says i'll probably get blamed for that i don't really remember what that was in <laughs> reference to oh yeah it it's funny. it made me chuckle <laughs> He was hiding in a, uh, oh, in a, yeah, in a fire, in like escape. a fire escape, and then he looks across the way and he sees this like guy hitting his wife, and then the wife pulls out a gun and starts shooting him to death. Right, yeah. and he's just like, "Yeah, I'll probably get blamed for that." And it's just like a one-off; <laughs> it doesn't come back later. But yeah, yeah, Very I was good. I was low-key waiting for her to like turn to him and like be like, "Same." <laughs> it's, she she like sees him and starts shooting at him. I was like yeah. ready for her to start like popping off. Yeah, this is it's just one of those movies like mm-hmm. wrong time, wrong place, you know, like no good deed goes unpunished type of dealio. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, I think that's all my notes. I don't have anything else. Um 
Wouldn't we want to get into those recommends? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Do, do right. you want to go first, or should I? Uh, I'll go first. I've got a quick one. Um, this is a a movie for people who are afraid of heights. Mm. Uh. Uh, this movie is called Fall. It came out in 2022. It came out last year. Um, it is a movie about these two women who, you know, they experience a loss in their life. And to deal with it, they climb up the fourth tallest structure in America. This, like, really tall radio tower um, that's, like, 2,000 feet tall. They climb all the way up on this thing. And then on the way up there... Uh, or rather, when they're about to go back down, the ladder breaks underneath them, and they are stuck up there. Um, and it is, you know, the it's shot very well. It really fucking plays with the height of everything. It's very simple. Just, you know, these thematic... Here, there's a theme of this recommendation. Simple storylines. They go up on this tower. They can't get down. They want to get down. That's the story. Um, it, I, I, I feel like I've never really acknowledged my own fear of heights, mm. but, um, this movie kind of forced me to acknowledge it while I was literally white knuckle gripping the couch <laughs> while I was watching this movie. I was just like, they're so fucking high up. This movie's making me dizzy. They got to stop doing all these fucking stunts. Um, it's, uh, it's fun. It's a fun watch. So go ahead and check it out. Fall. That's great. As a side note to fear of heights, I'm also afraid of heights. And I went mm-hmm. to the Grand Canyon with my family. And there's like a little like glass bridge strip that you can go oh, on. Fucked and up. you could just look over the side and like uh-huh. it's I think it's just like the deepest part of the Grand Canyon and it's so <laughs> fucking terrifying. Like, yeah, I get freaked out if I'm like like too like up in a staircase that's super high Mm. and like someone like looks down into the like the you know the the uh, i'm forgetting like the shaft like the stairwell they just like if they lean on the the bars i start to get dizzy i'm like you gotta stop this yeah um so you know that's where i'm at um what, what what have you got for our our recommends um, I got to, uh, if you haven't already seen it, uh, Lady Snowblood is a fantastic mm. 70s samurai movie. It's, it's like a later samurai movie. It's like not in like the classical times of samurai. There's like revolvers and shit. That's and, cool. Yes. And it was released in the 70s and it has like some like 70s kind of exploitation like vibes to it. It's very stylish. I was not expecting it to be as funny as it is but there is like some slight funny moments uh it's it's a fun romp just women killing people you know it's it's a fun time uh blood splattering everywhere i was gonna ask do they do those like classic japanese like sword fighting movie like jets of blood that like shoot out of people they do it wasn't as like crazy jets as i was expecting but there's Mm. definitely blood being splattered around everywhere love that i've that movie's been on my list for a while yeah it's a good time i because uh, I, I watch it with movie and like we watched kill bill like a couple weeks ago and it mm. obviously takes a lot from it but yeah super solid great movie and 
the other thing I want to recommend is the album Against Me is uh, Redefining Axl Rose. Uh, mm. I think it's their first full-length album from 2002, just Against Me. They're great, uh, led by a trans woman. Uh, nice. Super... <laughs> They they get like softer with their sound as it goes on, but they're like folk punk anarchists, just like talking about anarchist shit, you know, from Florida. I don't know how else to like pitch it to you. If you want, if you want some like hey, mean I'm in the sold. trenches kind of shit, like just give it. But like also like very good sing alongy type stuff. I highly mm. recommend. Hell yeah! Yeah, song baby, I'm an anarchist is great. Um. Nice, nice. Uh, uh, while you've got the ball rolling, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything I want to plug? Uh, no. No? I mean, I've, I've said hydration before. It's so a good one. It is a good one. I mean, yeah, hydration, I guess. Sorry to be boring, Fair enough. guys, but... You need, nah, to, listen, you need to drink some water. I'm parched myself. Yeah. Um, don't be like me. Don't be drinking energy drinks at like 8 at night. Mm-hmm. Um, don't go to Soho also. Don't go to Soho. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> softy truck drivers are crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I've got a plug. Mm-hmm. I've got two. I mean, I've got three. One of them's obviously our Twitter. Go follow it at GamerielPod. You know, the usual. Go rate us on Spotify. Um, my f- other plug is for myself. It is for my Twitch channel. I be, I be streaming. Mm-hmm. Twitch.tv slash Wizard Drinks. Go check it out. My other plug is not for us, actually. Oh. Or anything we're related with. It is for a new podcast by friend of the show, uh, Graham Corsi. Uh He recently... Him and his friends uh, recently put out this podcast, and I really like it. I wa- I listened to the first episode of it, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's called Movie Goners, and it is a show about, uh, you know, them digging up like scripts that were never made into movies Ooh. and discussing them and like reading them. And uh, their first episode is out. It's about the unmade James Cameron Spider-Man movie. What? It's, dude, you really, I can't recommend this enough. Listen to the episode. It's fucking insane. The script is bananas. Like, it's probably the worst thing I've ever heard. (laughs) But I kind of, like, really want to see that movie because it would be probably the most insane Spider-Man movie you've ever seen in your life. Um, so, you know, check out the episode. It's movie goners is the show. They're on Spotify. Um, and go follow them on Twitter at movie underscore goners. Um, and yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check that out. That sounds really interesting. It's good shit, man. Um, any thank you all for listening to our podcast. Um, you know, we we appreciate you being here, and I appreciate talking with you, Mateo. I appreciate talking with you as well. Um, it's always a fun time. I look, I look forward to seeing you again after we do some repenting for watching 
primarily watching After Hours this time. Yeah, I'm glad you opened this time, because if I opened, I would have just called us the After Hours podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night. Good night. Dream of me, my